Todd Gurley, James Conner, Joe Mixon, and Keenan Allen. What do these four players have in common? They're on our bus prediction list. Let's get to it. So I've talked a lot about Todd Gurley all over sleeperu.com, all over youtube.com slash the fantasy football show, all over these podcasts, which you can get on iTunes, Spotify, um, everywhere, Anchor. And I talk a lot about how I see a lot of red flags for Todd Gurley heading into 2019. And I, I, can't tell you how much negative feedback and comments I get regarding this topic because, you know, naturally a lot of people have this guy in Dynasty. So they're going to be upset. They're going to be a default amount of people upset over any bus prediction that anybody makes. But if you haven't heard of me before, if this is the first time you're stumbling upon the site, I say this information next not to try and be arrogant, but I make bold predictions and I have a huge track record for being accurate in the fantasy football space. I've been doing this since 2004. I'm no new person to this industry. Um, want proof? Go to sleeperu.com. Look at the testimonials right on the homepage. Read more of them. And you'll see that Patrick Mahomes was my number one bold prediction last year. Written before the 2017 season even ended. He was the first bold prediction thrown on the board. Number one and predicted top five QB numbers for him in 2018, he blew even my uh, expectations away. James Conner, my number two overall prediction, bold prediction in 2018, and I tied that prediction to Jalen Samuels as a duo, calling them the secret weapon, the secret weapon way to win your league in 2018, and I wrote it in early August, talked about it in early July on some radio shows that I do on CBS Sports, the longest radio fantasy football radio show in the world, um, according to anything we can find. 23 years the show has been going on, and I think we are the longest running fantasy football radio show in the world. So there's credibility behind this, and again, I say that just in case you're new and don't, and you just think I'm pulling all these bold predictions out of my butt. It's what I do. Head of the curve stuff. If you want cookie cutter rankings, cookie cutter thinking, then this probably is not the podcast or show for you because we're trying to get ahead of the curve. When you're ahead of the curve, you're going to get a lot of negative feedback because half of the people aren't going to be there yet. Half the people don't believe what you're seeing or what you believe. Do I get everything right? No, but there's a lot of logic behind what I do. It's not all guesswork and just taking stabs in the dark. You can... Test that by going to sleeperu.com and looking at the testimonials. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So back to the bold prediction at hand here, Todd Gurley being a bust in 2019. There's a lot of reasons why I'm predicting this. It's not just that he didn't look healthy. It's not just that the coaching staff doesn't appear to believe in him. And you can tell me till you're blue in the face that, oh, well, they just messed up using him. You don't mess up using a guy like Todd Gurley if there's there isn't a reason, some kind of reason no one's telling anybody about, but he wasn't used properly. And, and C.J. Anderson is kind of irrelevant. I'd be more worried about a incoming big-name rookie than I would C.J. Anderson taking Todd Gurley's job if he's still Todd Gurley that we know, but I don't think he is. So 
You can tell me C.J. Anderson's a threat. I, I don't really care about that. I, I think that C.J. Anderson looked better than him, and that's the problem, is I don't believe Todd Gurley is the same Todd Gurley. So it's not just that the coaching staff doesn't appear to want to use him or believe in him. That's a concern. It's a straight, strange, crazy concern. I don't know what's going on with that. No one does, and we might not ever know until you know either we realize Todd Gurley is not Todd Gurley anymore or there's some other thing that comes out, like an injury that they announce. But even if it's an injury, I'm still concerned because Todd Gurley then has an injury to overcome. And the most important thing, the thing that kind of ties all this together for me and makes it a huge, huge risk to me, all some total, is that Todd Gurley, that he has had one of the heaviest workload usages in the past four straight seasons, back to back to back to back. And mix in the fact that in 2016, he was abused, just flat out abused, hitting wall after wall after wall with no offensive support whatsoever. I was surprised he walked away from that that season unaffected because he had an amazing 2017. He had essentially an amazing 2018, but did miss time at the end. And it was in the playoffs that it looked like he had hit that career wall, not just a season wall. He's a veteran. He knows how to get through a 16-game season if he's still the same guy. But he hit what looks like a career wall. And I know what you're going to say. He's young. Or he hasn't had a lot of 300 carry seasons that usually shorten an elite fantasy football running back's career, like Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson had, I believe it was like 27 off the top of my head, 27 rushing touchdowns that one year. Larry Johnson's one, he's going to go down as one of the best fantasy football players uh, ever in the history of fantasy football. And he gave us just two seasons. And then he fell off the face of the earth, the fantasy earth, just completely fell off it. Sean Alexander. Uh, I believe it was five seasons he gave us, and then he completely fell apart. Priest Holmes, I believe it was five seasons, although he had his rookie year, then he didn't do much in the second year, then he found himself in Kansas City, and then after five elite seasons, Priest Holmes fell off. So Todd Gurley's young, I'll give him that. But you mix in everything else, some total, and there's too much risk to draft the guy. Why take the risk? When there's an Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, a point per reception monster, all these guys are right where you would draft Todd Gurley. Why would you take the risk when the last time you've seen Todd Gurley play, it was not playing well. The last time you saw him play, his coach and his team didn't believe in him. And they're talking about C.J. Anderson, who again, I think is irrelevant. But the fact that Todd Gurley is not playing better than him shows that Todd Gurley is not the same Todd Gurley. Mixing in the fact that Todd Gurley has one of the heaviest workloads in a four-year season, Yes, a lot of it is a mix between receptions and rushes, something that is a little bit different than some of the running backs we've seen break down that I've mentioned uh, in the past because there there aren't any career 300, uh, I'm sorry, any 300 plus carry seasons, but it doesn't matter. Those touches combined are, are extreme and the guy is overworked. Could I be a year early? Absolutely. It happens, but I'd rather be a year early on this when there are players that are much safer next to him than be a year late. And I sell high in Dynasty if you still can, and it seems like his value is still so sky high that if you're talking, oh yeah, this makes a lot of sense, Smitty, in redraft, but what about Dynasty? Well, if I'm being called crazy for calling him a top seven or eight or nine overall pick in Dynasty startups, that means he still has that kind of Dynasty trade value. So go trade into that lateral player, um, even a Melvin Gordon safer, um, even a, uh, you know, 
Ezekiel Elliott by a long, long shot is safer. Trade into these guys that I think you can, even if you have to give up a little bit more because it is a dynasty league and people might be a little more concerned about Todd Gurley, even though they're not doubting him like I am, you might have to give up a little more and that's fine. I would be way okay with giving up, you know, a couple second rounders, whatever you got to do to make that seem like, okay, it's kind of an even trade. I'll give you a little bit more. And then later on, once you make that move, you're, you're happy as can be. I did that with Todd Gurley in a dynasty league. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And in a money league, I traded Todd Gurley in my second round pick for Alvin Kamara. And I couldn't be happier. I was ecstatic. I thought I was stuck with Todd Gurley. I've been talking him down um, because I wear all of my predictions on my sleeve right in front of everybody out in the open, especially on thefantasyfootballshow.com and youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow. And so people know what I'm thinking. And I thought I was going to have to give up an arm and a leg or I wasn't going to be able to trade Todd Gurley. But I got Alvin Kamara and I couldn't be happier. And I love that league because in that league I got Barkley, I've got Kamara, and I've got Le'Veon Bell who I talk a lot about, and you'll see some more information and some more videos and, and podcasts coming up on Le'Veon Bell and how good his value is right now and for you to act now in Dynasty before it's too late because I think by the time his value creeps back up and I predict it will, well, then it's going to be too late in redraft because you'll be drafting after his value's already climbed. But in Dynasty, you can still act and get Le'Veon Bell at a, a price that you shouldn't be getting him at. And that's the whole point of sleeperu.com. That's the whole point of the fantasyfootballshow.com and youtube.com slash the fantasy football show and Instagram.com slash the fantasy football show. I am here to give you this kind of advice before it happens. It's bold, it's going to rub people the wrong way oftentimes, um, but that's how I roll. It's how I've rolled since 2004. Um, I have run some pretty big sites in fantasy football, fantasy football extreme, then onto fantasy football starters, ran that site for two years. And now I am at my final home and destination, my own two sites, sleeperu.com and the fantasy When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next up on the bust list, James Conner. I, I believe I can speak on this topic with authority because I've I've challenged people before to find anybody, any writer, any site that, that predicted bolder things for James Conner than I did in 2018. And I haven't had yet one person come forward with anything even close to what I predicted, which was that these two would be James Jalen Samuels and James Conner together would be the home run secret weapon win a league strategy. And I said so in early August and even on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I said this uh, back in July, in late July. So before the Le'Veon Bell holdout stuff was even considered to be, uh, you know, a big concern at all. But I wrote that prediction, my number two bull prediction, with both of them together as a duo. And the reason I did that is because while I love James Conner, I actually like Jalen Samuels a little bit better skill set wise. Um, I do believe that that it's an offense that is going to be hard for 
James Conner to stay healthy in because he doesn't have a track record. Um, not saying that Jalen Samuels will for sure stay healthy as well, but at the value, at the cost, just like last year, at the value and cost of both Conner and Samuels, there was no risk. But now you're talking about James Conner as a top seven, top nine overall player. And there's nothing but risk there. There's some upside, sure. But when your risk is just as great, if not greater than the upside, what are you doing? Give me one reason. And I, I challenge you to comment in uh, a comments on my YouTube channel. I have a James Conner bus prediction video. Comment there. YouTube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Or my Instagram posts on this topic. Instagram.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Or go to sleeperu.com on the forums. And tell me one reason... You should be taking James Conner as as a number seven overall or number nine overall when there are safer options of players that don't have the red flags that James Conner has. The red flag of that he doesn't have a, a resume that supports the workload, which is a heavier workload than any other like running back in the league. How he can withstand a 16-game season as the starter in Pittsburgh. Then you factor in Eddie Faulkner, the running backs coach now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was guess who? The coach at NC State when Jalen Samuels was there and he was Faulkner's best option. And he threw a lot of passes to him, made him a very successful running back. That's his boy. And he's going to what? Just ignore the fact that he's got the running back that he loves on the roster? I mean, the red flags are there. Again, just like I said about other players that have risk, once that risk gets minimized, then there's upside for sure. I mean, there was upside last year for Connor and Samuels because the risk was non-existent. But with all these red flags, you don't draft a player at number seven, number eight, number nine overall with this, this many red flags. Not when there's other safer options. Like I said, give me one reason why you wouldn't go with a safer player when you can. It's not like you're taking them at a place where there aren't players that have less risk with the same amount of upside. It just makes zero sense to draft James Conner in the top 10. It makes zero sense. Now, if you could guarantee that you could handcuff him to Samuels in, let's say, a redraft league, then I'm, I'm more on board because the, the duo together should be a top five running back. Um, but I will tell you this, out of all the handcuffs in the last five years, I can pretty much guarantee that Jalen Samuels will be one of the tougher handcuffs to get. This is one of, and I did a video in the intro of that video on youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. Watch the Jalen Samuels and James Conner video. In that video, I, I make fun of the fact that one of the most common things you're going to hear people come out of 2019 fantasy football drafts, especially if it's a James Conner drafter, is, oh my God, he took Jalen Samuels from me. Because... Most people that take James Conner aren't going to take Jalen Samuels at a high enough spot, and someone's going to get cute and snag him right out from under you because they're going to take him higher than his ADP. And in order to get Samuels, you're going to have to take him probably before you fill out your entire fantasy football roster, which you're probably not going to do. So rather than drafting Conner that high, avoid the situation. Just grab a safer option. I predict that Jalen Samuels at some point becomes the starter. I don't know how many games it's going to be, but he is this year's version of James Conner, and I'm going to try and own him in leagues where he doesn't cost an arm and a leg. But the nice part about that is I have a ton of drafts. I think we all at this point draft in so many leagues that you miss him in one draft, that's fine. Don't reach. 
But in those leagues where he does fall, you take him, you have him, you know, as a flex type option, uh, and and you get ready for a monster monster season should he get a hold of that starting lineup. But that way you don't have to worry about oh I have to take him early. You just if he falls to you, you take him. If he doesn't, then uh, you let someone else take him in that draft. So avoid James Conner is my advice in 2019 because of the cost and the risk associated with it, the pick, and the same goes for Todd Gurley. Now, my Joe Mixon prediction, it's kind of along the same lines in that his value is just way too high. I've seen him go in the top 10 in some some drafts, which is crazy. Um, I've seen him fall into the mid-second in a lot of drafts too. I don't think the ADP is real consistent on him yet. I don't think the ADP is very consistent on a lot of players right now. You know, you got guys like Nick Chubb that were drafted months and months in a row at a high value, and you don't really know where he's going to settle in as the ADP data refreshes and kind of leaves out some of the the earlier months and makes the, the data more heavy to the most recent drafts that have taken place. But I will say that Joe Mixon has injury risk. And while that by itself wouldn't concern me, his off-the-field potential problems that I know I'm going to take a lot of heat on because I, I take heat on that every time I mention it. Like, oh my God, he's so far removed from that. Well, again, by itself, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to assume the best and, and roll with him. But you mix in the fact that he's also on a horrible, what I consider to be a horrible offense for 2019. I'm projecting that. Very, very questionable QB situation. Is Dalton going to be healthy? What do they do at the position? Is there any kind of security or backup plan? And then who is the head coach and who is the offensive coordinator? I'll tell you who. Both of them are QB coaches. This is a very inexperienced coaching staff with a very questionable passing game with a QB I don't trust that is coming back from injury. And even when he's in there, I question whether they're going to move the football through the air effectively. Why is this spelling a successful a recipe for a successful running game in 2019. Why? I don't know. I'm asking the question, why? And I'd love for people to give me an answer on any of the places that I've already talked about that you can go and make a comment because so many people are high and excited about Joe Mixon and I don't get it. He's a talented guy, but his situation sucks. And the one player I do like on that offense is Tyler Boyd, and I think he's going to have a breakout season. The reason I can say that is because when you're behind and throwing the ball a ton in the third and fourth quarter, you're going to probably pick up a ton of targets. Maybe not every target will be accurate. He will need a volume, a big volume of targets in order to be successful. But I think Tyler Boyd has a lot of upside, and he's the one player I do like. Everybody else, for the value, I'm not touching. And as for Keenan Allen, you got to go to sleeperu.com to get that information.